We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. This is the word to stand on for life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. The word to stand on for life is a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel in San Antonio. A live call-in show here to help you answer your questions about the Bible and how to apply the word to your daily life. For more information on Calvary Chapel, visit our website, calvarysa.com. Get your Bible questions ready and call in now to 210-340-9585. It's The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Welcome to the program. We just got hit with a really fierce storm. So if you're driving in your car, be really, really careful out there. And if you hear strange noises coming from our studio, it's because the storm is batting down our back door right now. Hi, I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas. And you're listening to The Word to Stand On for Life, a program dedicated to taking your phone calls and answering Bible questions, life questions, anything on your heart. We'll do the best that we can to answer. And when I say we, today I mean me and Paula, which means your questions can all get answered because she's really, really smart. <laughs> Welcome to the program. Uh, thank you so much. And I, I won't argue with you on that one. How's that? <laughs> That's an inside joke. If you have any questions, you can call us at area code 210-340-9585. That's 340-9585. If you're outside the local area, you can call toll-free at 877-630-KSLR. Numerically, that's 630-5757. You can email questions to us by emailing questions at calvarysa.com. Or you can use our free Calvary Chapel mobile app and send them in that way. If you're driving in your car, especially on wet streets out there, the safest way is to use the hands-free feature of your free KSLR mobile app. Just hit call now and you'll be connected directly to our studio producer. One more time, 340-9585. Paula, it's your day. Well, thank you so much. <laughs> okay, so a couple of things we we were thinking about. I was thinking about talking about um, husbands, men, wives, you know, and then parents and kids. So um, with that, because the men's conference is this Saturday here at Calvary Chapel, eight thirty to three thirty, and it's free. So it's, it's you know it's really no excuses for any guy other than maybe. They're walking in pride or, you know, they don't want to submit to any authority, even if it's God, um, that they wouldn't come. You know, I was thinking, Pastor Ron, again, um, on Sunday, no, Tuesday, the worship team was rehearsing. And there's a a song called the Altar Call Song. We're not going to be singing it, but I was thinking again with, with regards to a men's conference that some men will show up. You know, because it's maybe other men and, oh, 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 you know, you can talk about all those oh, <laughs> men things. Um, I wish you had this, could see your face when you do that. <laughs> but at church, in front of maybe their wives or their kids, um, they just sit there like, you know, you go, honey. You need it. But um, for for themselves... I, mean, I get so irritated. I'm so sorry. That's the flesh coming out when I look up sometimes and it's say 10 people are up there nine of them are women (laughs) you know and it's like really guys they're coming up here probably praying for you (laughs) you know but anyway so it's a men's conference this saturday and um you know if i would challenge you if you're bold enough you know to say jesus 
You know everything about me anyway. Why am I trying to hide and play like some big, bad Christian um, when my wife and my kids, my next-door neighbors, my coworkers, um, the people at the grocery store, the ones on the freeway, um, they see the real me. And, and, and Jesus, I need some help. And so, you know, here, I want to come here and hear from other men um, who may be suffering through the same things. And it's not a, um, let me be careful. It's not one of those meetings where we all go and we compare our notes. That, well, he's worse than me, so I'm not so bad. No, it's not that. We're all bad. And you guys, you know, really, we're all jerks. But especially men, I'm sorry. Okay, get me. <laughs> <laughs> Now, let me explain what I think. <laughs> yeah. That wanna, was precipitated by... I no, I, I, just, <laughs> I just think that we get questions all the time, especially you, Paula, from women... Um, whose whose husbands, you know, they put on their Christian face on Sunday, um, come to church, praise the Lord, how you doing, sing songs to Jesus. Uh, but the rest of the time, the rest of the week, um, they're, they're, they're just jerks. And and all the while professing Christ. And, you know, you, you can't behave certain ways and claim to be a Christian. You can claim to know about Jesus. Of course, everybody does. Mm-hmm. But but to to continue to live in rebellion against God's word to continue to live in a way that that makes the people that depend on you um, uncomfortable at best and um, in horror at worst um, continue to, to, to try to hold on to things when the Bible says husbands love your wives the way Christ loved the church giving himself up for her um, those people just don't know Jesus yeah. And, 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 you know, I get criticized, oh, you're judging. No, I, I just, you, you, you don't know Jesus if you're going to continue to be a selfish jerk. Yeah. Uh, we don't have the right. You've heard me say this a thousand times over the years. We have no right to mess with other people that God loves. And we do that in our homes. We expect our wives to understand we want to be in charge, so we've got a bunch of rules and don't do this and don't do that. When in reality, our role as a husband is to imitate Jesus, and that means we make sacrifices for the people that, that say they love us, the people that we say we love. Mm-hmm. And it's just too often that um, I'll be giving an invitation at church, and I know there's a bunch of people out there, I can see what the Holy Spirit is doing, and you see the squirming in the seat, uh, and men simply refuse to change. And that's always the reason they don't respond they know they should Mm -hmm. but they realize that if they if they respond it requires them to change Mm -hmm. and that means their behavior changes instantly they they can no longer respond the way they used to they can no longer treat their wives or their children the way they used to and so everything has to be new Uh, they they don't want to say i'm sorry Mm -hmm. and i understand that before before i was saved that was the thing that kept me away from Christ. I, I just wouldn't admit that I was wrong. But, you, you know, one of the great things um, about my time with Jesus for 27 years, when I met him, I changed. Like right away. Because I knew I had to. You can't call somebody Lord. You can't call somebody boss. And not do what they say. And yet we do that all the time and expect that that's okay that everybody should understand or or at least because nobody knows that somehow we're we're pulling the wool over people's eyes yeah somebody knows well of course he always knows yeah he always knows but i mean there's still other people on this earth who who know and and the people who come for prayer um or counseling and stuff that's the hardest thing because it's like i really don't want to know this about your 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 marriage you know I really don't want to know this. And so what I try to do is narrow it down to the woman's responsibility in that situation. Just like you were saying yesterday, the, talking to the person with struggling with pornography, it, it evidently was a wife who had possibly um, sent the question in. You know, um, too many of the guys are not taking personal responsibility for their sinfulness. They think, you know, I'm not hurting anybody. Well, yeah, you're just like you said yesterday, you're you're 
You're hurting a whole lot of people. Or I'm addicted, I hate it, but I'm addicted, I can't stop. That's not accepting personal responsibility. Yeah, no, no. Um, you know, the, the guy who is supposed to be going out to work, and yet, you know, maybe he lost his job and he doesn't want to have a menial job, so I'm just going to stay home and play video games or watch TV or listen to the radio or whatever. Um, that's that's not being a Christian man either. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I, the guy who's, you know, he's in a, a blended family, and every time there's an argument, he takes the child that he helped, that he fathered, and runs home to his mom and dad. I got that thing going. Um, there's, you know, abuse, maybe not physical, even though sometimes even people sitting in a Christian church. I remember one time... Ron, um, this is when Pastor Chuck was still alive. He and Kay Smith came in to the pastor's wives, the senior pastor's wives meeting alone and said, this is what they said, Pastor Chuck speaking to all these ladies. We know that some of your husbands are physically abusing you and we want to help you, but you've got to come and let us know. And that's what you were saying yesterday to the, to the woman who wrote in, um, about her husband being, you know, using pornography, and she's caught him time and time and time again. You need to go to your pastor and let him know your husband needs help. You need help. But too many other times they don't come in and ask for help. So maybe not physical abuse, but that's emotional abuse. That's, I, I would call that almost abandonment um, to me, you know, separate rooms, separate lives. When, what happens when they go out of town, you know? That thought is always with the ladies. Um, emotional abuse. You know, when they get upset, there's the silent treatment. And this is not just uh, exclusively men, but I'm talking about the men who don't come to the altar. The men who may not come to the men's conference because nobody needs to know my business kind of attitude when we all know. You can look in some people's faces and just know that stuff that's going on and and we want to help but if if they don't you don't humble yourselves you're not going to be helped well, let's talk about something that just occurred to me we've got uh, um a few minutes um uh, the, the counseling dynamic you and i have literally done hundreds if not thousands of counseling sessions mm-hmm. over our 24 years here almost 24 years here um there are times when we're talking to a husband or then to a wife and they're describing what sounds like two completely different households. Yep, exactly. It's, it's like they've never met one another. Mm-hmm. Let me introduce mm-hmm. you to your husband. Let me introduce <laughs> yeah. you to your wife. But be, because their perspective is so one-sided that they, they refuse to accept responsibility for their part mm-hmm. in it. And... and uh, the only effective counseling in situations like this is you mentioned a moment ago you talked to the wives about their role mm-hmm. but but that's what counseling is you know i can't fix somebody who doesn't want to be fixed so when we sit down with the with a couple in counseling mm-hmm. uh what we're trying to do is find somebody who will actually act like a christian exactly and um here, if, if you're a Christian, then you do what Jesus said. Mm-hmm. But I can't because he does this, or I can't because she keeps doing this. Yeah. No, no, this isn't about her. This isn't yeah. about him. This is always and only about you. Yeah. And we 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 find people use their spouse as an excuse to be disobedient, mm-hmm. and and the problems only get worse. Situation never improves. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody has to accept personal responsibility. I love uh, righteous Daniel in the Bible, um, um, arguably one of the two holiest men in all of Scripture. And um, after the, the vision of the end, Daniel falls on his face and says, Oh, God, forgive us, for we have sinned. Mm-hmm. And he's talking about Israel, God's people. Now, I, there's no record of Daniel's sin. Daniel was faithful. Mm-hmm. But he says, we have sinned. And in a marriage counseling situation, all we ever want is for one person to say, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Those two words are just 
able to unleash the power of God. And that will free God up to work on the other, the stubborn or disobedient one. But we have to wait for somebody to step up and say, you know what, I'm going to do my part. I'm going to love my wife the the way Christ loved the church, Mm -hmm. even if Mm -hmm. she doesn't love me back. Mm -hmm. I'm going to submit to my husband's authority in the home, Mm -hmm. even if he is a jerk, Mm -hmm. and even if his authority is... Is um, heavy-handed. Heavy-handed, yeah. Okay. Good, good choice of words. Mm-hmm. Um, but people don't do that. Well, I will if he does. Mm-hmm. And we even have women who say, "But it's so hard to follow Jesus when my husband won't." No, it's not. It's mm-hmm. harder not to. Mm-hmm. And that's what we found. That's right, exactly. Um, and when I'm talking to the wives, that's what I tell them. You know what? Sometimes I say this because I've learned this from you. Don't be embarrassed by what your husband does. That's a huge thing because they're so embarrassed, you know, that they don't want to be seen in public. You know, do you know what happened to, you know, us kind of a thing. Um, But then, as you were saying yesterday, even with the pornography thing, you know, that's not a a grounds for divorce. And I wish it said it was because that's so painful. Just from, you know, from the woman's perspective, that is so painful. but for I have to tell her. You might as well tell your wife you're fat, you're ugly, you don't you don't excite me. Yeah. You might as well, I, mean, I mean that's basically what you're doing. That's what you're saying. saying. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I don't consider you valuable enough mm-hmm. to control my body the way I'm supposed to as a Christian man. Yeah, just for you. I mean, in the vows, um, I will stay uh, pure just for you. My eyes will only be for you. They lied. Um, and so what else do you lie about? I mean, so it's, it's, it's a really deep, deep, deep hurt. So, but I have to tell her, I get to tell her to pray and wait. And as far as it depends on her to live at peace, it says with all men, praise the Lord. There's only that one husband you got to submit to, you know? Um, and then in Psalm 45, which has been one of my biggies here lately, where it says, Listen, my daughter, consider and give ear. Forget all your people. Forget, you know, your own father's family um, because the king is enthralled by your beauty. So honor him. So that's what I have to say. You know, your first husband, honor him. Even in this second marriage, basically, on earth. Um, And, you know... And And to the men, I would say, in that situation... That, that you're Jesus' human personal representative. Yeah. And, and to have your own agenda is a sin beyond anything that we can possibly imagine. Paul, let's take a break. Jimmy's been holding since the top of the program. So let's go to Jimmy from San Antonio. Jimmy, thanks for holding. You're on the air. I've been listening to everything y'all have been saying. And I go through the same thing. And uh, I don't call my wife names anymore. I used to a long time ago. Y'all know the story. But mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> she still does at times when she gets angry with me. And, um, you know, but I just forgive her. It hurts me a lot. Mm-hmm. But then I then I think about it. I said, you know what? Maybe she's right. Maybe she's, maybe she's right that I am the stupid jerk that I am. And, and I'm a, 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 you know. And I look at myself in the mirror and I say, yeah, that's. Maybe that's who I am, Jesus. And uh, and uh, but then I know in God's eyes I'm I'm better than that. I mean, she doesn't want to go to counseling. She doesn't want to go to counseling. She doesn't want to go to no Christian counseling. She doesn't believe she needs to go. We and but I say let's go together. And she says no, I don't need to go. See, see it's in the other Jim, hand. See, Jimmy, does she claim to be? Jimmy, let me know. Does she claim to be saved? Well, you know what? That's a question that I, I know she goes to church and all that, but I, I know I don't know if she's ever really, really asked Jesus into her life. And I, I have no, she, she, she gets involved in all that stuff, but she doesn't really. I don't know. She, she's a beautiful woman. I love her to death and everything, but she's never. It's like, to me, I'm a loser in her eyes. That's how I really feel. And I told her that I'm a loser in your eyes. That's how I really feel. 
there's see there's a, there there's a case Jimmy and and, and Paula you can chime in on this um, there's a case where um, in counseling what we do is we just look at people and say uh, how can you claim to love Jesus and behave like this toward your spouse whether it's the husband or the wife it's not the issue but but how can you claim to be saved and do this now I know we think we have the right to but uh, we don't have any rights. Our rights have been buried, and and we're possessed by another. So we, we've got to remember that since we're representing him, uh, we have no right to give in to our emotions, to give in to our flesh. And and obviously flesh is the reason, And um, um, but, but Paul tells us to make no provision for the flesh. Jimmy, thank you very, very much. Paula, wouldn't you finish mm-hmm. on that? we got uh, Renee holding. We'll get to her in just okay. one second. Yeah, the the problem sometimes is, especially with um, professing Christians, you know, he said he used to call his wife's name, call her names all the time, and it sounds like there might be some occasion where it comes up again, that same behavior, and it takes you all the way back. And, you know, um, for, for instance, uh, this woman the other day, I've caught him for the third time when he said he wouldn't and he cried I'm sorry and he did it again and now he's done it again and every single time it gets harder and harder and harder to trust and you close down yeah. and so but yeah but we still are responsible to remain open and vulnerable and to respect our husbands yeah. and, and do not repay evil that's for right evil. and we're able to by the power of the Holy Spirit that's a it's a decision and not if we like we heard on the radio, if we did everything by emotions, we wouldn't be worth anything. So it's got to be a decision and a and a resolving to say, you know, I know that's not who you are any longer. You made a mistake. You sinned. Jesus forgave you of that sin, and so will I. Yeah. Let's go to Bernie, Texas, and talk with Renee online too. Renee, thanks for calling. You're on the air. Pastor Paul and Pastor Ron, I've been with you all since 2012. Remember me? <laughs> yeah, but let me let me let me help you, Renee. Let me help her, baby. Yeah, Paul, wait help a minute, you. Renee. Go ahead, Paula. Hey, Renee. And Pastor Paula, you waited for him. No, wait. Years. That's Jesus. That's Jesus and the twelve apostles and the disciples. And he yeah. was worth hey, Renee, wait a, wait a minute, baby. Wait a minute, Renee. <laughs> Stop for a minute, Renee. Okay, Paula, go ahead. Renee, hold on, baby. Renee, hold on, baby. Wait a minute. Okay, so you and I have something in common. My middle name is Renee. We also have something in common, if you're a born-again believer, that we're both Christians. And God's Word says that Paula cannot be a pastor. And so just call me Paula, and, and I'm married to Pastor Ron. So <laughs> let's get that straight. Now tell your story, girl. Tell your story. Okay, well, I just want to tell you that, you know, it's so true. And, you know, Pastor Ron, it hurt my sister, Kathy, if she really is yesterday, said to me, I said, you know, um, these people walk around and say, oh, you know, because I don't have any family, but I have Jesus. I don't have any children, but I have Jesus, and they think that I'm all alone, but I'm not. I have Jesus, and things happen in my life, and they think, wow, how'd you do that? I said, I didn't. Jesus did that, and so I started talking about him, and I said, you know, he loves you. He died on the cross for you, and I mean, God, he so loved our Father, so loved the world. He gave us only God Son. I love my Father so much. He raised me, Pastor Ron, you understand? And then I'm going on in turns because, yeah, but, you know, a lot of people, they use God. How can you use my Jesus? Well, Renee, they just do. They use God for their benefit. Pastor Ron, I didn't understand what she meant by that. You can't use God. Well, people... They use God for their benefit. They don't really mean it, Renee. They just use it. Depart from me. I never knew you. Don't they understand that that's what he's going to say? Well, um, unfortunately, well, they, Renee, there's another. There, yeah, there's another case. Thank you, thank you, Renee. Listen, listen on the phone or on the radio to my answer. Uh, th- there are unfortunately, it's been from the very beginning of time, people that used God to accomplish their own agenda. Now we know that nobody is stronger than God, and God is not going to be. Um, tricked and people can say God all the time but but the the question is if you know him if you really know him 
then you'll obey him. If you love him, you'll obey him. You'll be like him. And, and God will, will vindicate all of us on the day of judgment when Paul's writing to the church at Thessalonica. Uh, he says, God will repay those who have done you evil. And, and I can just imagine in their flesh the, the Thessalonians were, were thinking, well, great, yay, yay. And then Paul says, this will happen when he appears with his angels at the end of the age. Mm-hmm. So what we've got is we have to understand, uh, men used God to murder Jesus. Judas used Jesus to betray him, um, to steal from him. And honestly, when we're in our flesh, we don't think about things of the spirit. We don't think about judgment. We, we, we're like Satan in the sense that we think that we're going to get away with it mm-hmm. because God doesn't crush us right away. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. One more minute? Good. Okay. So, um, so yeah, in, in regards... Jimmy, Jimmy, say you're sorry. (laughs) I thought we had a minute. There we're going off. We're going. All right. We have 30 minutes left in the Date Day Edition program, 340-9585 for your live calls and questions or 877-630-KSLR. You're listening to the Date Day program on The Word to Stand On for Life. We'll be back in two minutes. the word to stand on for life we're taking your calls at 340-9585 or toll free 877-630-KSLR now here's pastor ron arbaugh welcome back to the final half hour of the program (laughs) 340-9585 paula you already mentioned the men's retreat or men's conference i got so much stuff going on but yeah that's three weeks two weeks after this uh gosh I'm getting too old for all this. Uh, but we've got the men's conference from 8 o'clock in the morning until 3-ish on Saturday afternoon. It's free. You can come. We'd love to have you come. Yeah. Uh, if uh, As long as there's room, you're welcome to come in. If not, then you can stand around and, and uh, kind of take it in from the sides or the, the foyer. Uh, but you have something coming on the 15th of September, too. So why don't you share that and so we don't forget it today? Okay, yes. On um, Saturday the 15th. We will have our annual women's luncheon here at Calvary Chapel, San Antonio, uh, 2935 Pat Booker Road, <laughs> um, Universal City. Um, and uh, my the theme this year is love one another. And it seemed like, Pastor Ron, when you were not feeling so well and getting prepared for uh, your surgery this year and the two or three times when you were unable to teach, um, either Pastor Ken or Rich or Will, um, it was all kind of the same thing. Love one another. Love one another. We're a body of the Christians, um, are a body, we're a family. And so love one another. And, you know, the different forms of loving one another kind of have been gripping my heart. And I don't know if I'll talk about this on Saturday, but you you think, you know, um, John the Baptist, I think he called the people, you brood of vipers, you know, who told you? Well, that might make them say, he called us a brood of vipers and think, but he said that because they were, and he wanted, but he wanted them to be saved. Um, I think of Paul when he said, you know, to the, the body, um, you know, I love you more, are you going to love me less? Paul said some nice things, but Paul was pretty in your face and said some things that needed to be said that, like we're talking about even in counseling, hey, somebody needs to step up and be the Christian, you know? And and I always tell the ladies, because they always want to go off and, and talk about their husbands. I was like, well, we're not talking about your husband right now. Jesus and I are talking to you. What are you going to do? And so Paul was like that as well. Um, and and they would, people would get upset, and he says, look, I'm willing to spend and be spent for you. He's the same one that said, if only my brothers, the Jews, would believe, I'd give my very place in heaven. I mean, Paul was serious. And it seems like um, the messages of late are getting deeper and deeper and way more serious because our world is going crazier and crazier. And I'm just thinking, Jesus must be getting ready to stand up and come back. And so it's time to say, hey, 
it's time for us to learn how to do right. Stop doing wrong. And in, in saying that, some people get their feelings hurt. Um, but I, you know me, I, I'd rather, I come to church to be convicted. I know I'm wrong. I know I'm wrong. Sometimes I'm reading what, what you're going to teach, and, and jokingly I say this, I'm not coming to church this Sunday, Pastor Ron, <laughs> because I know what you're going to talk about. Um, but, yeah, the, that's, and, and these are all love. Timothy, you know, he was timid, and but Paul sent him over and said, look, I need you to tell these people to stop teaching false doctrine, you know. Um, be a be a son to the to the elderly. Don't disrespect them, but you got to straighten them out. Just because you're young, you still have to tell them what's right. You know, um, they can't look at you and say, "Hey, you little whippersnapper, don't tell me what to do." Yeah, 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 yeah. Whatever. I've been called by God to tell you, this is what we're supposed to do. You get to choose whether you want to be obedient and be blessed, or be disobedient and, you know, not be blessed. You know, Paula, one of the things that, that is, is true 99% of the time when we do marriage counseling, it is 99% true that the people sitting in our office, um, husbands and wife, have not been in the Word together. Um, it is true, I'll bet, 70% of the time that individually they're not in the Word together. They're not in the Word. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jesus is just a stranger in their home. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a big prevention guy. I said that in the message this, mm-hmm. this past Sunday. Mm-hmm. You know, the way you prevent difficulty is by preparing for it. And the way you do that is in the Word. Our hearts are knit together when we're in the Word. Um, a husband and a wife will talk about things. You know, in, in using Jimmy's example, um, uh, I asked if his wife was a professing believer. Um, and she goes to church. Uh, last Sunday's message, what values are going to church if you've got all this junk going on in your home? Mm-hmm. Um, what's the point of going to church if you're not living for Christ in your home? And um, if if you're not in the Bible together, um, what possible common ground do you have? Yeah. What reminder do you have to kill your flesh every day? Um, and if a husband and wife want to honor the Lord, then they've got to spend time in the Word together mm-hmm. and let God supernaturally knit their hearts together. And people don't understand how that happens, and you don't have to understand it. You just have to accept the fact that the living, the, the Word of God is living and active in it, and it, 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 it does things that we can't do, don't even want to do on our own. Mm-hmm. And yet when we say, here's what we want you to do, I want you to go home and read the Song of Songs, I want you to go home and read Ephesians, you read a chapter, you read a chapter, talk about it. And I don't mean for five minutes, but talk about it. Um, if the Bible says flee from sexual immorality mm-hmm. and your husband reads that chapter to you, then the wife should be able to say, well, then why are you looking at pornography? Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the answers are there. We don't go to the Word because we don't want to look in the mirror. Yeah. And that's the problem in most homes. That's the problem in most counseling sessions. Yeah. You know, um, no offense, but this is really a sad commentary that, you know, being married for that long and he doesn't know that his wife is saved or not. You know, I knew when you weren't saved. I knew it. But I also knew when you got saved and you didn't want to tell me. But I knew when you got saved. But it's because we should care enough to know. Um, and it's... Well, it's, to look at the evidence. If somebody's really saved, they, they're, they're changed. Yeah. And not perfect, but but different. Yeah. And you knew something had happened. I did. Uh, that's because I changed mm-hmm. the way I spoke, the way I behaved, yeah. the things I did. Yeah. And uh, it wasn't because you forced me to. It was because Jesus took over my heart. <laughs> yeah, and I can't make you. Nobody can make another person be saved. But yeah, but you changed, and I knew that you had you were a Christian now, and so. Husbands and wives, we should care enough about our spouses and our children to ask and to be very, very concerned with others and not just ourselves. It's not, it's not good enough to say, well, I'm a Christian and, you know, whatever with the rest of the family. No, um, we need to 
walk. Yeah, and and you know, Paula, the, the example I just used about the 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 lady who might be able to say to her husband while he's reading Flee from Sexual Immorality, mm-hmm. um, well, well, why are you looking at pornography then? Yeah. Um, most men would answer that question, well, gee, I'm, I can't be perfect. But we need to want to be perfect. Yeah. The fact that we can't be shouldn't keep us from trying to be. Paul says that we're to aim for perfection. Yeah. And, and the only way we can do that is to be with Jesus. Yeah. And when we're with him, we will behave differently than when we're not. Yeah. And, um, you know, the, the husband that continually goes back to pornography, the, the, even the single man that continually goes back to pornography, what makes you think that you have any security in your relationship? Jesus says, if you abide in me, I'll abide in you. Mm-hmm. But if you're abiding in pornography, I promise you Jesus isn't there. Yeah. Does that mean you're not saved? I don't know, but, but it means you're not living like it. Mm-hmm. So what value is it? You know, one of the things that we talked about Sunday, in, or I talked about Sunday in the message, was um, uh, the, the Pharisees tried to trap Jesus at the synagogue. In and, church. Yeah, in church, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I made the, the, the equation that, that that's, we, we say we go to church. Mm-hmm. Well, what value is there coming to church if you're going to live like you're not the church when you're away from the building we call church? Yeah. If you come with an ulterior motive, if you come not to be changed, not to be convicted, not to hear from the Lord, what value is there in being there? If you're going to go and treat your husband or going to treat your wife cruelly, mm-hmm. if you're going to be rude, if you're going to be unkind, if you're going to raise the, the volume mm-hmm. of, your, of your voice in your, in, in your home, mm-hmm. why even bother come to church? Yeah. Isn't it true that we go to the hospital to get well from the disease that we have? <laughs> Well, shouldn't we go to church mm-hmm. to get well? Yeah. And people just don't do that. Mm-hmm. And we have all kinds of excuses for it. But the one place excuses will never fly is in the presence in, of the Lord. Yep. Yeah. And so let's go to the wives because in First Peter 3, it says, You wives must accept the authority of your husbands. Ooh, that's a rough one right there, Pastor Ron. Then, even if some refuse to obey... The good news, your godly lives. And that's where I get back to them. Okay, we're talking to us. We're talking to the women now. So our godly lives will speak to them without any words. They will be won over by observing our pure and reverent lives. And so um, you might have this, this husband who's not living right, but that gives you no excuse not to. You don't want to live for Christ, but I'm going to. So I'll be going to mm-hmm. church. You know, not just Sunday, um, but I'm going to be going to church a couple times. I'm going to serve my church. I'm going to be giving to my church. I'm going to be around like-minded believers as often as possible, not disrespecting you. You know, I'll try to work around your schedule, but don't make your schedule such that I can't get to church. Paula, how many years did you go to church on a Friday night? Because I told you that if you want to spend time with me, you're going to play golf with me, and I did that every Sunday morning. Yeah. Um, I don't know how many years, but a lot. Yeah. Yeah. See, you were doing what you needed to do with the Lord, what, what he would have you do. At the same time, you were being equipped to be married to a jerk like me. Yeah. And, you know, um, um, when a husband or a wife, the, the one who really wants to get well, mm-hmm. starts being obedient to the Lord, it sort of frees Jesus up to work on the other one. Yeah. But if you're being disobedient and you're rationalizing it because my husband's a jerk or my wife doesn't respect me, mm-hmm. uh, if you're being disobedient, um, God's not afraid to work on him or on her mm-hmm. because he's still working on you. That's right. And you may think you have all the reasons in the world not to be obedient, but but God isn't buying any of them. And so it's a matter really of saying, okay, Jesus, I'm going to be the man and the woman you have asked me to be. And I'm going to do it, not because I want anything from it, not because I think if I do it, then you'll fix him or fix her. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do it because you died for me. Yeah. I'm going to do it because you rescued me from the pit of hell, yeah. and I'm going to be in heaven forever. Yeah. And even if I spend the rest of my days married to this jerk or jerkette, mm-hmm. um, one day you're going to take me into eternity, yeah. and you're going to say, well done, yeah. and everything is going to be worth it. Yes, it sure is. It says on here, um, your godly lives will speak to them without any words. So that's another thing I tell the ladies. You've got to stop arguing with him. 
you know, you want to talk to them, make it in a non-agitated um, time. Um, you, if you can't talk, write it down and let him read it at a, at a, a cooler time, um, but without arguing, because they can be won over by just observing. I just thought something. That's why I got all those notes from you, like in lunches and stuff like yep. that, or in suitcases. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And you know the reason why is because I was so weak that I would, you know, get all confounded. And of course, you were verbally strong, and every single time it was my fault. You could manipulate that whole thing around till it was my fault. And so because the Lord was teaching me, training me how to deal with you, um, he said, you can write this down and let him see it, you know, 39 miles away, which could be three hours, and let him deal with it over there by himself. And then you and I, Paula, will just spend the afternoon together. You know, Paula, what the insanity is, is, is I never believed I was manipulating the conversations. Sin is insane. No, but, but, <laughs> no, but, so. but I, I, that that point of view made sense to me, and um, I, I was advocating for that which made sense to me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and let me share this with the audience. I don't know if I can do this adequately, but you know, um, before you know Jesus, you know how you still pray. Oh yeah. God help me. God do mm-hmm. this. God, and, and I would say, God, why did you give me this woman? She's not <laughs> obedient. She won't do this, and she won't do that, and and she doesn't make me feel like she loves me or like she respects me. And 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 I would cry out, Where's the woman of my dreams? Well, when I got saved, I turned around and there you were. Just because God gave me completely different perspective, it was like I'm looking at a different woman. I mean, you look like the same little brown woman that I've been with all those years, but but. But suddenly I saw you through his eyes. And men, if you don't see your wife through his eyes, you're out of fellowship with him. Mm -hmm. And it's not the Holy Spirit who's leading. It's your flesh that's leading to the destruction of the people that you're going to give account to God for. Um, It's our responsibility to see through Jesus' eyes. And and then take a step up and say, okay, Lord, I'm going to do this for you. That's exactly what he did. Because, you know, for my first 10 years, I'm praying for you to die. But, um, but he was telling me how much he loved you. And he was give, then he would give me the eyes to see you as you really were, you know. Um, yeah, so I don't have to tell you all my secrets. I'll tell the ladies. But... <laughs> But don't be, here's, it goes on, it said, don't be concerned about the outward beauty of fancy hairstyles, expensive jewelry, or beautiful clothes. You know, you were saying yesterday that guys who are, his eyes are no longer for his wife, because, you know, you get to that place in your relationship where you start taking each other for granted. I mean, that doesn't have to happen, but our flesh, it gets that way. We even get that way with Jesus. That's what it says in Song of Solomon. You know, he comes and he's beckoning her to come, you know, with her and she's like you know I've already put on my robe but you know I'm sh- I've taken my shower you know I, I don't want to go again kind of a thing we get a little bit lackadaisical um, and we just take each other for granted you know she's the little woman she's going to always be there you know she's going to take care of the kids she'll take them to church and you know I can go and do my own thing but she'll always be there if, if this other thing rejects me I can still go home and um but so too many of us are worried about uh, our outward beauty, and it's going to fade. It's going to fade. Um, but we, he says, you should rather clothe yourselves instead with the beauty that comes from within, the unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit key, which is so precious to God. Be more concerned about pleasing God than anybody else, including yourself. It goes on to say, this is how the holy women of old made themselves beautiful. They put their trust in God and accepted the authority of their husbands. So, again, God is our first husband. He's got to be the focus. Out of curiosity, are you reading from the New Living Translation? I am. Yeah, I thought so. I love this New Living Translation. Fancy hairdos. Yeah, it, uh, it says, 
Fancy hairstyles, yes. <laughs> Expensive jewelry or beautiful clothes. Three four zero ninety five eighty five. We've still got some time. Um, praise report. Jimmy called back to tell us that his job approved his request to take time off to go to the Minster Treat. See? God moves. God is good. That's what Sam, our announcer, says every week. Just ask. God will move on your behalf. <laughs> praise the Lord, Jimmy. Yeah, That's yeah. wonderful. That's awesome. Um, three four zero ninety five eighty five. We've still got some time for uh, some calls and questions. Paula, what's next on your agenda? Well, I was kind of thinking about um, Sarai, you know, when she was all ugly to Hagar. <laughs> um, you know... Even thinking about uh, the, our, the marriages and stuff, you know, especially to the ladies, I want to tell God sees everything. He's watching. And you know what he says? Don't give up. Don't run. He told Hagar, I know she's been a little upset with you and she's mistreated you, but I want you to go back. And Hagar could have said, what? You see what she's doing to me. And yet God says, no, no, no. Go back. Submit to her. I've got a plan. I'm working this whole thing out. Um, and so I, I was thinking about that for so many of the ladies. You know, we just want to quit. I'm done. I want to kill him, you know, like me. Um, I, I'm done. And the Lord said, no, no, no. I'm with you. I'm with you in this. Go back. Submit. I'm working. I'll work here. Be brave, you know. So what I also want to say to single women, Christian women, I hope you're listening. Do not be in a hurry. Do not be in a hurry to get married. If you are to get married and that's God's will for you, you wait for that man. Do not, because your biological clock is ticking, pick somebody. Um, You wait. Don't be in a hurry. Don't be unequally yoked. And that can even be with some guy who says um, that he goes to church. You know, I've heard this way too many. Well, he goes to church. Yeah, but... What's the name of his church? Did you ask him? What's his pastor's name? Did you ask him? Where does he serve? How long has he been going? Does, who does he know at his church? Because we're so excited. Oh, he goes to church. We don't even ask, you know. <laughs> and then we find out later, yeah, he went to church, but it was not a really healthy church. Mm-hmm. And if we call and ask, they say, oh, he came here for a little while, but we couldn't mm-hmm. let him stay here. Nor, nor, do, <laughs> nor do we watch the fruit that comes in our lives. Yeah. We've got a couple phone calls, Paul, so let's go first to uh, Ray from San Antonio. Ray, thanks for holding. You're on the air. Oh, thanks for <clears throat> taking my call. Um, <clears throat> greetings and wet weather to both of you. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Ray. Uh, we've, got about, we've only got four minutes, Ray. Hi. We've only got four minutes. I got another call. So, what's your question? Oh, oh, okay. Well, I can save it for another time. Um, no. Probably just. Just sure. good. I just okay. felt it, this was to PR and PP, which is Pastor Ron and Precious Paula. So <laughs> there you go. I'll, I'll let you, you get the other call. Okay, Ray. Thanks. We'll see you. Let's go to Joshua online too. Joshua, thanks for holding. You're on the air. Hi, Pastor Ron. Um, I just had a question about um, the Nephilim in the Old Testament. It says that they were heroes of old, men of renown. Mm-hmm. And then, um, as far as I can tell, the, what Noah's flood happened after that. Yep. I know that the Bible is not chronological, but... I was wondering, because in the book of Numbers, it talks about the uh, Anakonites, or Ananites? Anakites. Being Anakites, right. Um, They're like descendants of of them, and I was wondering how that played out as far as um, weren't they supposed to be destroyed with with the flood, or... You know, yeah, kind of jo- jo- yeah, Joshua. I'm probably not going to have the time to answer that adequately. Left uh, uh, with the, with the three minutes that we have left. Uh, so if I don't get it in, um, tune back in f- at the top of the program tomorrow, and I'll do a better job with it. Uh, they were not descendants of the Anakites, um, or, or I'm sorry, the Nephilim. The, the the Nephilim and all of the people except Noah and his family were wiped out at the flood. Uh, in this particular case, 
Uh, it is chronological. The, 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 the Nephilim and what Satan was doing explains the severity of the judgment and how the human line was so polluted that the, the Christ couldn't have come. Uh, so um, uh, when we see later, um, hundreds of years later or, or, or more, we, we're not given the, the chronology, um, what we see is we see the gene pool having been spread at the Tower of Babel. And some people went off and had really tall children and big people, and Goliath is one of those people. Um, um, and, and eventually, of course, that uh, sort of weaned itself out. Even still today, there are huge, huge people. There are uh, tribes in Ethiopia where everybody seems to be seven foot plus. Uh, but so, so it's a completely different pool. They're not connected at all. And I'll do a little bit better job tomorrow, uh, Josh, if you'll turn at the top of the program. Thank you very, very okay. much for yes, your sir. call. Thank you. Paula, we are now inside two minutes. What do you have to say? I love you, Pastor Ron. You are just so fun. We we had a really good day today, and um, there was one point where, where I was sitting next to you and I almost started crying. Because <laughs> you were, you were there and you were okay. It was kind of fun. So, um, okay, so we can wrap up Maybe you can talk tomorrow about the parents' kids thing, because last night's study was awesome, or maybe we'll talk about it next week. I don't know. Save it for next week. Okay, save it for next week. But anyway, for men's conference, Saturday, 830 to 330, it's free. Uh, Praise the Lord, Jimmy gets to come. and um, That's for the men's retreat. That's for the men's. Oh, that is for the men's retreat. Okay. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, you got a retreat coming. But, anyway, for all these events... A lot of them are life-changing. Don't stay the same. Lord willing, I'll be back tomorrow at 4 o'clock on AM 630, The Word. You've been listening to The Word to Stand On for Life. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas. Be careful out there on these wet streets. Jesus loves you, and so do we. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye. Thanks for spending this time with Calvary Chapel's The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. The Word to Stand On for Life is on every weekday afternoon at 4, and Pastor Ron invites you to find out more about Calvary Chapel at calvarysa.com. The Word to Stand On for Life was sponsored by Calvary Chapel of San Antonio. Well,